Welcome to track number one of the message of sacrifice. Ireland is victory in Pegamos. Victory in Pegamos. Now, before I... So, victory in Pegamos. Now, the first thing I want to share with you is the territorial nature of devils the territorial nature of devils turn with me to mark chapter 5 and verse 1 and they came onto the other side of the sea into the country of the gatherings and when he was come out of the ship immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit is that not so Who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because they had, that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. And cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. Amen. For he had said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much. Everybody, can we read that part together? Verse 10 and he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country all right now read i'll read alone now there was nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding and all the devils besought him saying send us into the swine that we may enter into them and forthwith jesus gave them leave and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine and and uh, into the swine and the head ran violently down a steep place into the sea and they were about two thousand and they were choked in the sea and they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city and the country and they went out to see what it was that was done and they came to jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind and they were what afraid and they that saw it told them how it befell him that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine and they began to pray him to depart out of their coasts this is a very amazing story it shows the nature of devils and the nature of human beings nature of devils and the nature of human beings but let's deal with the devils we'll leave the human beings for another another time right now in this story we see something that is in existence today uh, a few months ago, I was in Takoradi in Ghana, and uh, I was, it, was, it was early morning, and I was praying. So I went for a walk outside, you know, where we were staying. I was near the beach, and I was walking. As I was walking around there, I saw somebody coming from afar, and it was, it was, was it night or day? It was morning. No, it was, it was night. It was evening. It was morning, anyway. But it was, the light was, light was dim, all right? And I saw somebody coming, so I... As the person was coming, I, I thought it was a man wearing a brown um, shirt, 
all right but as i continued the person was coming towards me and i was alone on the street the person also was alone i realized that it was a woman now as the person kept coming i suddenly realized that this person was not wearing a brown shirt <laughs> but the person was not wearing any clothes at all <laughs> yeah the person was not wearing any brown uh, any clothes at all there's no brown shirt it was it was brown skin <laughs> and this woman was 100% naked totally she was not wearing any kind of cloth at all and so she came by this way she was just muttering to herself and I was passing by and I just looked at this woman I said man the devil is very 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 wicked <laughs> and and he's also as real today as he was in the times of, of the bible in fact there is the, the bible is one of the most amazing books you cannot read anything in this book and find it not relevant to today the same things that happened then are happening today in exactly the same way this man was naked if you read luke and, Ma and matthew to say it very clear, the man was naked he had his dwellings in the tombs in the cemetery he and and you can see the nature of the devil which i'm not trying to get into today in all those details but i just want to point out one thing all right now when i was going home the next day i was going back to accra i remember we got into a car and we drove those of you who may have been to takaradi before we had to get to uh, through the main road and then we got to a place near the state transport yard it's the main street in Takradi near market circle those of you who may know it very very busy area so we got a traffic light there's a traffic light the new traffic light built by the last government and it's right there on the way <laughs> and then when i when i got there i i, I stopped because it was red you get it <laughs> our pastor came from nigeria when i say i stopped you know you must understand our pastor came from nigeria and was saying that you know, some Nigerians, we had some Nigerians visiting us in Ghana, and they were very surprised that a, a light could make a car stop. <laughs> anyway, so we stopped. <laughs> and then, <laughs> because li a light cannot make them stop in Nigeria. <laughs> anyway, so, we, 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 I, I tend and I looked to my right and there was the woman that I saw the day before in the middle of the city this was one o'clock in the afternoon well, maybe 11 between 11 and one o'clock on a hot sunny afternoon in the center of the city the woman had moved from where I saw her the day before and had come all the way when I turned I said man and the, there she was and she went to a, a lady who was selling bofrut. Those of you who know what bofrut is. <laughs> she went to a lady who was selling bofrut. And stood in front of the lady and put out her hand that she wanted some of the bofrut. And the lady gave her some. And then afterwards she took some of the, uh, the, 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 the juice. What do you call it? The, the butter. The milk. You know, the thing they used to make it. And she put it in a plastic uh, uh, a bag. And she tied it. And she gave it to them. And the woman took it. And continued further into town and i said man 
Satan is real and is wicked. And when Jesus saw this, he had no option but to realize that it was a devil. Now, when the devil possesses or owns somebody, right, or somebody owns a house or has a room or a flat, and you go to the apartment, you can learn a lot about the person who owns the place by seeing the place that the person owns. You get it? Now, just one point that I want to make, because this is not really the point. We can talk about this madman of Gadara. In fact, I'm preaching about the madman of Gadara in Accra for some weeks now. But just a point here. The devils did nev- never ask Jesus that they don't want to come out of the man. They never suggested that they wouldn't come out. They didn't say they, they didn't want to come out or anything. They said, the Bible said, they besought him much specifically that they should not be sent away from that particular country are you listening to me what they didn't want was to move away from the country and it was such a strong thing that jesus allowed them now when you read the bible you will see where jesus spoke about the story of a demon who goes out of a man and walks through a high place and the devil says and i will go back to my house so there are, there are places the devils call home. Are you listening to me? I'll go back to my house. And he says after he walks in dry places. There are places which are dry places as far as the devil is concerned. And there are places which are home. And there are places which are dry. And there are places, and he said, I'll go to my resting place. So there are places where the devil has as a resting place. And there are other places that are home. And there are places that are his country and his locality and the devil does not want to leave this ladies and gentlemen explains many 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 things and i'm just going to give you one or two because you see you people are christians in maryland or in america if for that matter and even in america in maryland devils stay in particular places and where they are they influence and that means that if devils are in certain places, it means that you as a Christian will never be exposed to certain problems until you go into certain places. Amen. Amen. I want to say that again. I'm saying that, could you are you with me? You will never have certain problems until you go to certain places. No, you won't have those problems. Because the spirits that are there right are where are are the spirits that are in certain places are not in other places and so until you go to a certain locality you are never exposed to certain demonic powers and influences that means that whenever you travel to a new place you must expect and know and learn that you will be under the influence whether you believe it or not for instance, there are certain people who would never backslide till they left Ghana. And, they are the, and so that is why it's not good to criticize somebody or laugh at somebody who is having a problem and so on. Because perhaps the problem the person is having, you, you've never been there in his chair, in his shoes, in his circumstance, in that environment. If you were in that environment, perhaps what you would do, man... It, it will be worse. 
You get it? And so some people have just not backslidden because they haven't moved to certain places. And so certain problems are there. Some people would never think of, of would never have pride in their lives until they move to certain places. I was telling, I tell the church in Geneva that there are a lot of strong demons in Switzerland and in Geneva in particular. And some of the people there, I just feel sorry for them because I know that if they were to move out of there, they would not have let's say the pride that they have. Sometimes I look at some of the people and I ask myself, why are they so proud? Because of what? Are you not just a man with the period of time to exist? And they've become so proud. Because of what? What are you proud of? But there are people who are so proud and I realize that it's because of where they are that they have developed those problems. Some of you would never think of divorcing till you came to America. No. You, there are certain people who will never, never, never think of divorcing or divorce, except in America. Because America is a place of divorce. The spirit of divorce is here. It's very much in the church and very much amongst pastors. Oh, yes. Yes. And it, it, just, it just would not care to you. There are certain people who would never think of becoming gay until maybe you came to America. It wouldn't even or care to you. It won't even come up. I was talking to one brother who wanted to become a gay uh, person. And I said to him, I said to him, my brother, I said to him, my brother, perhaps it would have been better for you never to have come to this place. I told him. And he said to me, Pastor, it's true. Perhaps it would have been better for men to be chasing you, to have sex, with your anus, it will not occur to you, maybe in Ghana. <laughs> no, I'm serious. But over here, it, it can occur to you. <laughs> oh, it does not occur to you. <laughs> and it may never come up as an option. I remember once I met a homosexual. He wanted to, I don't know whether marry me or propose to me or whatever. <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> please don't laugh at somebody. You don't know what problem the person had before he got there. But I remember. I asked him a question, or he said to me, he said, I'm moving out of America because I want to live in Europe. And I said, why? He said, I, I can feel free and have the lifestyle that I want to have of being gay more easily in Europe than in America. This is what he told me. You see, there are certain things that are common, they are prone, you are prone to having those things here. Are you listening to me? So, when I say victory in Pegamos, we are talking about being an overcoming Christian, as a Christian who can make it in a certain environment. There is no victory in Ghana. Victory in Nigeria. You see, some people say that Satan is in Africa. That is why we are having all the wars and so on. Satan can never stay in, Ga in Africa. 
No. He cannot stay in Africa. I remember recently I was uh, uh, moving around. I was on a golf course. It was a Monday. And uh, there were some people praying behind the, the golf course. Monday morning. Because Monday is my day off. So Monday afternoon, praying, shouting. Throughout the time that I was there, shout. Oh, in fact, every Monday, go the Monday, Tuesday, when the people are shouting, praying. When you put on the radio, you hear people singing, shouting, praying in tongues. Satan cannot stay in such an environment. But when he comes to a place like Europe and America, where he's not even, they don't even believe in him. They don't even accept that he exists. There, he's at peace. Would you stay in a place where people are throwing stones at you? People are binding you, coming to attack you. In the word of God, there is power. In the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. These are the songs that they are chanting. If you were, if you were here and there was a crowd of people outside chanting against us, every knee shall bow. They are coming towards us. We will not like to be here. We will move further and further away to a place where even people don't know that we are around. So Satan is not living there. He is living where people do not think that he is. All right. Now turn with me to Revelation chapter 2. All this is just a very quick introduction to get to really what I, I want us to look at today. I'm just trying to let you see that devils are very territorial in their nature. Amen. Amen. Revelation chapter 2 verse 12. It says, And unto the angel of the church in Pergamos write, These things saith he, which has the sharp sword with two edges. I know thy works, and where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seat is. And thou holdest fast my name, and hast not denied my faith, even in those days wherein Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was slain among you, where Satan dwelleth. Amen. Amen. Then he goes on, but I have a few things against thee, etc., etc. Now notice verse 12. It says, And unto the angel or the messenger of the church, in where? In where? Now there were, hello, there were several churches, alright? Are you listening to me? There were several churches. There was the church of Laodicea, Ephesus, Smyrna, um, Thyatira, and so on, and Laodicea, and Pergamos. Now, for all the churches, he had a message. But then this particular church, right, the Pergamos church, he gave them a particular message and he said, I write unto you which are living in Pergamos. Notice, he says in verse 13, I know thy works. And not only, I, I don't only just know your works, but where thou dwellest, or where you live. I know your works and where you live. Where does he live? Even where Satan's seat is. So Satan has a seat. Satan has places where he lives. That is why every room or house or home you go into, you must sanctify. You must pray in the house before you sit even on the bed. If walls could speak, they may say things that you may be surprised about. Oh yes, 
This is one of the implications of territorialism of, of de- devils. You must know that there are, there are times that demons are located at certain places, certain homes, certain buildings, certain trees, physically, apartments, hotel Anytime I go into a hotel room, I pray seriously before I, uh, I sit down. If the bed could explain to you what has been happening there, you may not be happy to be in that room. I remember recently I was in a, in a place called Cartagena in Colombia. It's the first hotel in my life. I've stayed in many, many hotels all over the world. But it's the first hotel that I've been to that they had condoms in the room. Offered to you when you when you go there, condoms there as one of like something they have a fridge in a hotel, they have a Bible, fridge, water, this, that as well. And this one had condoms. And I said, Man, and my uh, my uh, assistant who I was with, Pedro, he said to me, Man, if the room could speak <laughs> the things that he would say, we may not be happy. In fact, so we told our host that we were not happy with the hotel. So they should move us and they took us away from that place. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Alright. So here it says that I know thy works where you are dwelling. Even where Satan's seat is. And thou holdest fast my name. And hast not denied my faith in those days. When Antipas was my faithful martyr. Who was slain among you. Where Satan dwelleth. He lives. He lives. This one says he lives. The first one says he sits. He sits there. Or his seat is. He dwells. Remember the devil said, don't send us away out of this country. The Bible said they besought him much. Remember the devil says, I come back to my resting place. I'll go back to my house. There are places where they live. Where they rest. Where they control. And let me tell you, when the devil is in control of something, let's take this madman of Gadara. He will drive you. He will destroy your life. He will frighten you with fear. Let me tell you, anybody who lives in a cemetery must be living in fear on a daily basis. How many would like to live by a cemetery? How many would not like to live by a cemetery? All right. Recently, one of my pastors took me to his house that he had rented. I mean, I went to his house to, to visit him. And uh, he said the house was nice. He showed me around all the rooms and so on. And then he said, but there's only one problem. I said, what's the problem? He said that there's a cemetery behind the wall. <laughs> and I said, man, why did you come and stay by a cemetery? Even though you are a pastor, <laughs> you shouldn't be so near to all the dead bodies. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, but this man, this madman, was, he, was, he was driven by the devil to live in the cemetery among the tombs. The tombs, the graves, that's where he left. He slept on the tombs in the night. Even driving by Awudome Cemetery, it is a cemetery where my own father is buried. It is a scary place to be by. Even the night, the whole atmosphere is something. And the Bible says this the man drove this person into a place of fear. Many people here are living in fear. Fear of poverty. Fear of failure. Fear of the future. Fear of the unknown. That is what is making people do a whole lot of things which they wouldn't have done. If they had security in God, there were a whole lot of things you wouldn't be doing. 
He wouldn't be doing. So you can see the nature of the devil and things that he drives us into to our own heads. Another thing that the devil does, you can see the nature of the devil is that he causes you to self-destroy or self-destruct. Gradually this man was hurting himself. Sometimes we find ourselves doing things which hurt our own lives. We destroy us. Gradually destroying our own lives. And so you are self-destructing all the time with things. And sometimes you know that you are self-destructing. And you are destroying yourself. But it's like you can't stop it. And you, you keep running. And I'm, and I'm talking about our lives here. I'm not, you see, you don't have to be naked before you know that there are devils at work. And let me tell you something. There's something that you see in this story that also shows you what I call the close compatibility of demons. Demons can be close and compatible with Christians and with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Why? Why do I say that? Because the Bible says that the man, when he saw Jesus, he ran and worshipped Jesus. The man was a worshipper. He was a, a worshipper of Christ. How many worshippers of Christ are there in the church today? We are all worshippers of Christ. The man was a worshipper of Christ. When he saw Jesus, the Bible says he ran to Jesus and he worshipped him. And then the devil took over. And then began to say, I adjure thee that thou torment me not. But so you see the two things working together in the same person. And that explains sometimes the character of people. The person seems to be good and also bad. The person seems to have such a nice aspect of his character. And there seems to be something terrible that shows its face and shows its head coming from nowhere. And you wonder that can these two things be in one human being? The man was a worshipper of God. He ran to Jesus and worshipped him. Then immediately the devil took over and said, I adjured him and started. In Mark chapter 1, another guy just the same thing. This man there, he was attending church. And as Jesus was preaching, the devil responded and said, I, I adjured thee, torment me not. And this man there, he was in church. He had come to church service. Devil possessed and devil owned people come to service. Ladies and gentlemen, when Jesus taught us using the devil as an example and he said be wise as serpents he was not saying be deadly like serpents that's to kill people he said be wise as serpents what is this what is the wisdom of a serpent anybody of us knows that if a snake comes here on this carpet now this meeting will stop now and all of us will use every for we'll call the police ambulance everything to come and kill the snake i don't know whether you kill snakes yourself in america but where i come from we will use anything we have to kill the snake is that not so and so the snake knows that upon visualization it will die so the wisdom of a snake and you notice that there are a lot of snakes in the world the wisdom of the snake is to be around and to be as though it's not around and that's the wisdom of, of a serpent. It's to be around and it's as though he's not around. So there are snakes flourishing all around us. If we go hunting for snakes, those who know how to get them, they'll find them all, all over the place. They are with us, but we don't see them. It's as though they are not there, but they are there. So the wisdom of Satan in working in Christian's life is to be in and around. And yet, it's not seen and identified. 
And that's why the devil does not like this kind of preaching. When we are exposing him and showing where he is and what he is doing. And that he is actually around and that we know that he is around. You see, ladies and gentlemen, when we will be honest with ourselves, we can help ourselves and deal with the devil that sometimes inhabits believers. Amen. Amen. Don't let the lifting up of your hands and the worship that you give to God deceive you to think that there is. There are certain things that should tell that the devil. This is devil at work. Amen. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Don't let the the worshiping and the singing of hands and the leading of worship. Recently, we were having a revival, and I was praying for people. You know, I prayed. I told them this fasting and prayer. I'm going to pray for you. I said, instead of you just praying, I'll pray for you too. So people will come to the altar. I give. I call different groups. You come, and I pray for you. During the time of prayer, I was laying hands from this side to that side. So when I got here, towards this side, something said to me, "There's a witch here." I mean, the Holy Ghost said to me, "There's a witch there." Witch. Real witch. A real witch is in the church waiting for me to lay hands on her. Then as I looked at the faces, you know, then you know sometimes God speaks to you, then you begin to rationalize and then I was saying that no. The person who I think it's the way her face is. So you know I'm using I'm using natural what do you call it to say that this woman is a witch. You know? And so I stopped and I said is there anybody here who is using any kind of charm or bracelet or uh, some kind of something has been given to you for protection or for powers or something? And somebody on the far right raised up his hand and I just looked this way and the lady also lifted up her hand. I said, okay. So I said, get rid of it in Jesus' name, okay? So I laid hands, one, two, three, four, finish with them. So that was, was it Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're in church. After church on Sunday. I was there. And then this day, I didn't even really remember her. But then when I saw her, I remember the face. She said, she wants to see me. I said, you can see me. Sit down. What is the problem? She said, there's something that I have to tell you. I said, what is it? She said, okay. There's a problem. I said, what's the problem? <laughs> she said, it looks, I mean, I've, I've, I've been dealing in witchcraft. So I asked her, are you a witch? She said, yes, I'm a witch. The very lady who was there, standing there, she was a witch and i think she was even a shepherd i asked her, she said oh i've killed my husband i said i asked her so many things let me not even bother you with 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 with, with, with so many things but i'm just trying to tell you that don't let your coming to church deceive you and tell you that there can be no devil working in my life devils you see that's what the bible says be wise as serpent serpent serpental wisdom is to be around and be compatible and not expose yourself too much for people to start attacking you are you there now i believe that the strongest attacks of the devil are in three places are you with me are you are you listening to me what i'm sharing with you is very very important i want you to i want you to listen because now we are coming to you we are coming down we are landing in maryland now (laughs) i said the strongest attack 
of the devil is in three places. Are you listening to me? If every time the devil was working on your life, you took off all your clothes and walked on the street, we would all see the devil. And he would no longer be wise like a serpent. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13, verse 14, 15. First of it says, therefore take... Uh, therefore no 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 yeah put on the whole number put on the breastplate of righteousness having your loins get about with truth and take unto you the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit and having on have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace now the Lord showed to me that you see, most of the time we think that the helmet of salvation is protecting salvation. The breastplate of righteousness is protecting righteousness. This is protecting this. But, but you see, you can also look at it in, in another way. That the helmet is also protecting the head. And the breastplate is protecting the heart. And the shield is also protecting the heart. In fact, you have double protection for the heart. And the feet, are all, the shoes are also protecting your mobility. And your feet. Are you listening to me? And God showed me that a large part of the attacks of the devil are in three important areas. Amen. Number one, a very strong attack of the devil is on the head or the mind. And that is why, that is the, that is the principal attack which he made and launched against Europe. After Europe became very, very evangelistic and sent missionaries to the whole world, the devil did not attack them by making everybody in Europe a madman of Gadara. No. He sent them people like, um, what's the man in uh, uh, Voltaire? He sent the people like Voltaire and atheists to propagate theories that God is not real, there's no God, and it's not necessary to serve God, and the Bible is not a true thing. And, and gradually, gradually, it has affected the way the people think. And so the whole of Europe is down spiritually. Not by turning the people into madmen, but by an attack on the mind. Until the mind works in a certain way. Please, if you go to Europe today, rarely will you see a white man worshipping God. Really? It's unusual. The largest church in London is pastored by a Nigerian, Matthew Ashimolo. He has a huge church in London. It is Ghanaians, Nigerians, and black people generally who go to church. White people don't go. They don't believe in it. You ask them, you talk to them, they'll tell you, listen, don't talk about religion. Otherwise, I'll drive you out of my shop. They will, they will stop you dead in your... They don't want to have anything to do with church. And so, and where, 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 where did it come from? And how did Satan succeed so much in Europe to get to a place where they don't chant against him anymore? They don't pray against him. They don't bind him. They don't even believe that he's there. He has come to live there. And America is also like that. How? Through the mind. Number one. Remember that. Because that is a principal way by which the devil is going to attack you. We'll come back to that. Number two, another important way which the devil attacks is 
He attacks the heart of people. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Now, when he can't get your mind, he can get you in your heart. And one of the ways he gets your heart is, for instance, to accuse you. You get it? When you are accused, when you are insulted, when you are um, slandered, you get what I'm saying? When you have quarrels, you have people telling stories about you and things like that, things which cause pain, then he can destroy your heart with unforgiveness, with bitterness, with depression, with sorrow. Are you listening to me? And then your heart is affected. You get it? Now, if you read, there is a book which I want to suggest every one of you should get. It's called The Final Quest by Rick Joyner. You will find in that book the attacks of the devil in the first page and the second page and the third page. You will find in that book the attacks of the devil. And all the attacks were in those areas. It was just intimidation, slander, fault finding, accusations. Uh, and, and, no, and, you see, and when those attacks take place, then it leads to, it is like that's the arrow then it causes your heart to bleed. And the bleeding heart is the bitterness. You get it? The bleeding heart is the heart of hurt. How many have been hurt before? Please, when you are hurt and you can't get out of the hurt, you can't move forward in life. You can't move forward. You can't even get your prayers to be answered. You are down, 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 down. Many people are wounded in God, in Christ, in the church because of hurts and pains, attacks that came to their hearts which they could never rise up above. People have become lesbians because of the pain that they've experienced from men. They don't want it again. And their hearts are twisted into something else. People cannot marry because of the pain that they've experienced from whatever. People cannot live because they cannot forgive and put it behind them and so their heart is destroyed you see in the spirit you see that a prick in the heart like that is bleeding it's leaking it's flowing out because of the arrows that have come into your spirit and into your heart many of the attacks of the devil are like that and it destroys i've I've experienced a lot of that and it comes like that it's to twist your heart into something bitter and something that is twisted and something that is contorted are you understanding what I'm saying? By these attacks. That is another way by which the devil attacks you. The last way that I want to show you is when he attacks your feet. Now, when your feet are cut off, you can't move. You get it? Or, if your foot is, you've got a, what do you call it in it? A big nail. You get it? Maybe if you would have gone three miles, you just go three steps. So you don't move forward anymore. Or, maybe because of the pain in your leg, you start going this way, instead of this way. This is what happens to the church. Instead of the church moving forward towards the things it is supposed to move forward into, it doesn't move forward anymore. That's one of the things that kills the church. So you find a church, no witnessing, no outreaching, no prayer, no moving forward, just staying there. The devil has cut off the legs, has cut off the toes, has put nails under the feet. Now the church doesn't move again. He has put pain in the leg so that instead of going forward into the real work, we have now become social workers 
and we have become refugee helpers and op openness of schools and hospitals and all sorts of different things which are not the church become like an, a, ref a foreigners association we become like a Ghanaian association. A church is not a Ghanaian association. And let me tell you something. Lighthouse Chapel International is not a Ghanaian church. It's not a Ghanaian church. We have even pastors who are not Ghanaians. We are an international church to all people, all races, all colors. Three dimensions. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yes. And so when the devil attacks us, we are affected in all these areas. Now, at this time... All right, I want to deal with a particular attack that is very strong on Lighthouse Chapel International and on our pastors and on our churches and on our church members. Are you listening to me? And it is strong because of where you are living. Amen. Do you want me to continue? What I'm going to share with you, me myself, I don't like it. You get what I'm trying to say? <laughs> because <laughs> I don't, it's not so nice. You get what I'm trying to say? It's not so nice. But who am I? Am I God? I'm not God. Are you God? So I have to share with you. You get it? Some years ago, I had this problem when it came to money. When I looked at my church members, I said to myself, these people don't have money. How can I take 10% tithes of what they have? How? What are they? How do they live? One day I went somewhere and a pastor sat down to me and told me that, look, you are not wiser than God. He said, either you believe the Bible or you don't believe the Bible. And he told me that you are, you are hurting your church by not allowing them to give. Because the Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. It was a friend of mine, a pastor, who came to my church. And he said, in Malaysia they have a sign at the front of the church switch off all mobile phones <laughs> anyway so I had a, a pastor friend who came to the church are you listening to me and he said to me print envelopes print envelopes his name is Paddy Brew he said to me print envelopes and share to the people and tell the people that they should bring their tithes to God. Then he told me that on Sunday morning, come and stand in front of the church. And let the people come by and put their tithes there and shake their hands and congratulate them for giving tithes and offerings. I did it. Then he stood in the church and he said, these speakers, last speakers, are not good. Then he held the organ. That's the organ they played for my wedding. Small one, you can use it like a fan. <laughs> and he said, This is not good for this church. You must get another organ. And I said, When I look at the people, who 
he has got money to give and at that time i was the only person in the church who had a car nobody has a car and everybody is poor after church i pick reverend saki pastor eddie and their wives and so on their beloveds at that time and we go home and i pick them we're always six of us in a car Reynolds four so he stood there and he raised money and he said give and it shall be given to you today People come to church with all kinds of cars. Oh man! You know what? Recently, Reverend Saki, my senior associate, assistant, associate pastor, he, he met somebody and the person was saying, Lighthouse, yeah, I would like to come to the church. Then he, he said, But where is the church? And he showed him where the church was in Accra, at, in Kolibu. You know, that's where the hospital, big hospital is. He said, Ah! Is that a church? He said, I've been passing that road every time. I thought that they sell cars there. <laughs> he said, I thought it was a car dealer that they were selling cars at that place. Is that the church? He said, yeah, that is the church. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Yeah. And we have grown today. People call us the rich church. People call us the rich, that the church, the rich, the rich, the church that is rich. Yeah. Amen. And I, I said to myself that you are no wiser than God. If God leads you to talk to his people about his word, his wisdom, his way, you cannot use your idea and say, no, 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 no. They don't have money. Teach them to give. Make them give. Help them to give. Help them to prosper. Help them to come out. Not your way with your little thinking. You just came to the earth anyway. But use God's wisdom and God's word and lead the people by God's word into a higher place and into a better place. Can I have an amen? <laughs> Are you listening to me? So... I've been told I must close by 10. So, don't worry. We'll close. Amen. What's the time? Alright. Now, so I am, I, am, I am sharing with you something that is very, very important. And I'm not going to use my own wisdom. So, no matter how hard I preach it, don't think that I'm talking to you. Unless God is talking to you. <laughs> if God is talking, that has nothing to do with me. Just keep on smiling and just keep looking ahead and no one will know that is you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. 